Hi there, Sherman Street Church. I uh, hope this video finds you well. It is uh, Monday, Thursday, 2020, and um, you know, I just went outside to try to record this on our porch, and uh, it started hailing all of a sudden, so now I'm back up in the Holmes Curran attic. Um, there's Mark and Kathy's house next door. Um, but I, uh, I want to share with you a little bit about... Um, what's been happening here in our house and uh, reflect for a few minutes with you on the meaning of Monday Thursday as we enter into uh, this Easter weekend of Holy Week. Um, so part of what we've been doing to pass the time here um, with three little kids uh, is the kids and I have, um, I've been doing church stuff in the morning and and Jen's had the kids in the morning and then we switch in the afternoon. So I have him in the afternoons, and uh, one of the, the things we've been doing to pass the time is we're working on a project in our basement. We're building a, uh, a play castle, and by play castle, I mean, you know, a 150, 200 square foot, three or four level wooden permanent installation into our basement. And uh, this is, yeah, this has been fun and a creative outlet and something to do with my hands to, to try to keep my sanity through the midst of this. Uh, anyway, yesterday, um, Oscar was, was helping me work on our play, you know, build this play castle. And I asked him to, uh, hold up one end of a two by four, an eight foot two by four, while I drilled in the other side. I wanted him to kind of help me at a level on it and he's helped me get it balanced. And, uh, he was holding it and then he was getting bored. So he's kind of holding it on his head and, uh. I was trying to, you know, kind of down eye level, trying to get this thing um, secured when it slipped off his head and uh, kind of came rolling off and and it kind of flipped out of my hands and somehow it, it didn't hit me right in the face, but but it, it kind of like fell right in front of me and I caught it, but it, but it scared me enough that, uh, that I turned to Oscar and, and just quickly said, Oscar! And I could immediately see this this look on his face of just devastation. Um, and you know, immediately I felt like, okay, I overreacted. Uh, I didn't I didn't cuss or anything. I think if it would have hit me in the face, <laughs> that very well might have happened. Um, but I'd, I could see in his face that I wounded him. Um, and I, I, you know, went over to him. I was like, are you okay, bud? I'm okay. Are you okay? That's kind of scary, huh? And he just kind of, all he said was, I'm really cold. I feel really cold. And um, so then he ran off and he found, you know, we have this carpeted area in our basement. And, and he found this, this sort of blanket comforter kind of pad, this three foot by three foot pad that sits inside this teepee. And he wrapped it around himself and he laid down um, in this little cocoon of shame. Um, and I went over to him and just said, you sure you're okay, bud? He's like, yeah, yeah, dad, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm just cold. I'm just cold. Um, and, uh, I said, okay. And I kind of kept working and said, okay, Oscar, do you want to come on, man? Why don't you keep helping me? You're my helper. Come on, buddy. And he just stayed, uh, laying in there for another five minutes, just quiet. And it wasn't until finally when I went over to him and I, I got down 
on the carpet with him and crawled into this little comforter uh, cocoon of shame alongside him um, and asked him, are you okay, buddy? That was pretty scary, huh? And maybe, maybe I shouldn't have, uh, I'm sorry. I think I said, I'm sorry for, you know, having you hold such a big board. That's a big board for a little guy. You know, he's only six years old and, uh, you know, you could, you could kind of see in his face a bit of a change. And he finally just said, me no like holding two by four. I don't want to hold two by four anymore. Um, I said, yeah, that, that was pretty scary, huh? That's a big board. It's heavy. But there was something about entering alongside him in that shame and, and being at his level, descending into that space with him. Um, and the power of empathy in that moment to give him space to express how he felt and to reflect that back to him. That within seconds he had popped up. I said, you want to come back and help me now? He said, yeah, dad, yeah. And he popped up and we got back to work. And uh, as I reflected on this and, and the nature of that movement, I, I realized last night, talking, talking about the story with John, that this is the, the very movement of Easter weekend. This movement of, of descending down, of coming alongside to rise with another. And have you ever noticed that that movement of descending down, coming alongside, and rising with is a movement, is a pattern that reverberates throughout all the stories of Holy Week. Today is uh, Monday, Thursday. Uh, many of you um, are sitting with a bowl of soup right now, as uh, is usually the, the tradition of Sherman Street on this Thursday of Holy Week to gather, to share soup together, and then to reflect on uh, the last evening of Jesus's life before death uh, together. Jen's downstairs um, prepping uh, black bean soup that she's making for us for dinner. Uh, so today's Monday Thursday. What is Monday Thursday all about? Well, you know, there's a few different layers to it, but again, multiple layers, but the same movement. It's, of course, the story of the night before Jesus's death, as well as the story of uh, Jesus gathering with his 12 disciples in the upper room to, to celebrate the Passover, which has its all sorts of layers itself of, of blood being put over the doorposts of the, the homes of the people of Israel and saving them from judgment. And it's also, of course, uh, the story, the night of the occasion of Jesus speaking those mysterious words, this bread is my body broken for you. This wine is my blood shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. It's from this meal that we get those words of institution. And it's also the story that, that last night in the upper room of, uh, of Jesus, of God in the flesh, getting down on his hands and knees to scrub the caked dirt off the feet of his disciples. And it's the story of his then rising back up and commanding them to go and do likewise. I give you a new commandment, he says. That word commandment in the Latin is mandatum, from which we get mandate or commandment. And that's where we get this word mondi from Monday Thursday. A new commandment I give you, he says, that you love one another 
just as I have loved you. And so, so many different layers to, to what's happening in the upper room that night. So many layers, but the same movement, again, in each of descending down, of coming alongside, to rise again with. This has been uh, the strangest uh, season of Lent in, uh, in my memory. Um, who would have guessed uh, a few months ago that that we would have gone through these six weeks of Lent um, not able to, to be together um, because of physical distancing. Spending these six weeks, uh, most of it in lockdown, um, as, as the world, it seems, um, sort of shuts down as this virus uh, passes through. And if your experience has been um, anything like ours, uh, this has been hard. Um, and I continue to read um, how, how all of us, if not most of us, um, are seeing in our lives some of the effects of, of trauma, of not being able to think straight, of being distracted. And, and I described Jen and I talking the other night, um, just uh, our own kind of fights as we bump up against each other, um, stuck in this house with, with three little kids and uh, trying to pass their church and homeschool and continue to... to go out and get food, which is its own traumatic experience, and to do laundry and keep things clean and to try to stay sane in the midst of this. I described it to Jenna. It's like, it feels like we're in this this pressure cooker, and it's bringing out, in a lot of ways, uh, some of the worst of each of us. And so it's a context in which there's lots of, of ways that, uh, that shame for you um, might be bubbling up and coming to the surface. Some deep-seated stuff emerging in the midst of the pre- pressure cooker, whether you live with others or whether you live with own and the, the pressure cooker of isolation. And so there's lots of shame that comes up, shame from, from the ways in which uh, those of us who are parents of small kids might be uh, losing our patience, or, or parents of older kids too, the ways that we revert to old habits that we had th- thought we had maybe let die a long time ago, or maybe even just the shame of, of grief, um, the shame of, of all the, the grief and the disappointment of what's been lost in this, plans and vacations and weddings and time with loved ones and, and uh, being able to gather in person to have soup together on Monday, Thursday, and to celebrate Easter soon together, all the loss not even to mention the sickness and the death. Uh, there's plenty of space for, for all of this shame to emerge in us. And I want to encourage you and remind you that it's in the cross and resurrection that Jesus descends and meets us in the depth of all of our shame and our self-protection, and our isolation. And in that space, it's Jesus who lifts us instead into love and openness and true community. One person coming alongside another in their shame, a master getting down on his knees to wash his disciples' dirty feet, 
a feast made possible in the breaking of bread and the pouring of wine. All variations on the one same pattern of death and resurrection. And so all of these stories usher us deeper still into the drama and the mystery of Easter weekend. They point our way to the cross of Good Friday and through it to the empty tomb of Easter Sunday. And so uh, as you uh, wrestle in, uh, in the pressure cooker of life right now and all of the fear and anxiety and, and grief and shame, my prayer for you tonight is this that you may know the God who has come low to meet you, the one who longs to crawl beside you in your shame. And may you allow his love for you to enter into the darkest depths of your broken heart, that he might take what is dead there and raise it to life. Be blessed, my sisters and brothers. The Lord is with you.